Well, it certainly was a terrible weekend for the Big 12 Conference, and one of those teams that struggled this past week, the Kansas State Wildcats. Let's get to it all with Kevin Keatsman, uh, formerly 810 Sports Radio in Kansas City, and now the podcast is out. It is rocking. Kevin Keatsman has issues. He's on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. And before we get it rolling with Kevin, guys, please take a moment out. Leave us that rating, review, subscribe to this podcast. We've got free Heartland College Sports koozies. If you do that, send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we'll get the koozie in the mail for you guys. Appreciate it so much. Kevin, you're a K-State guy. Let's start right there. What the heck happened in week one, man? If I didn't have issues before Saturday, I'd certainly have them now, Pete. That's for sure. <laughs> what a what a mess! I guess twenty four players were out for Kansas State in this game. They knew they had some COVID problems going in, um, and they finished the game with a lot of third string players. Those would be great reasons to lose a game, except you're at home. You actually had fans and a twenty one to seven lead, and then you went down with what three and a half minutes to go and took the lead again to win the game and still couldn't hold it. And the defense was just horrific. Now, that Adams kid, number nine for Arkansas State, that's an NFL player. He is one hell of a wide receiver. He is really, really good and could play anywhere. But you just can't let one guy beat you. And you've got you've to cover with a safety. You've got to double team. You've got to hit him at the line of scrimmage. You have to do something in that situation and say, we're not going to let him beat us again. And they repeatedly let him beat them again. This one's on the coaches as much as anyone else. So uh, on that note then, I mean, Chris Kleiman, year two, a lot of expectations after beating OU last year. I don't know if the shine has worn off. I don't think that's fair after one game with some of the points that you just made there, Kevin. But what does that do to the momentum going into a year two for Coach Kleiman, which we know is going to be tough because new offensive line, new pieces on defense. Uh, we knew it was going to be tough to build on that momentum. Now it becomes even tougher. Well, I think we learned over the weekend the Big 12 isn't that good. And, you know, who is going to be any good? We don't know what's going to happen week to week with these teams with COVID and how many players will be out. And it doesn't sound like they're going to tell us. So it's going to be real hard to handicap games this year. But, but something exists for Kansas State that they have to take advantage of the rest of the way, okay? They've got an experienced coach that's done a lot of winning. They've got an experienced quarterback that's won. The kids, you know, he started 29 games coming into the season. You know, he's going to get another year next year. Skylar Thompson's going to wind up being a five-year starter at Kansas State. So if you have those two pieces in place, you've got to make the rest of it work. If your line isn't that good, Move the pocket on passing downs. One of the things K-State did a lot Saturday was they would, every time they completed a pass, you know, let's say they got 17 yards and a first down. Then they'd run between the tackles with their little shrimp boat running back and get nothing. Then they'd mm-hmm. run between the tackles again with the shrimp boat running back and get nothing. Now they got third and eight. Well, you can't do that. Late in the game when they needed to score and they were behind, they ran wide and they ran effectively. So, I, and I don't know, some of this was scheming, and, and I know they had a lot of players out, but those are all just excuses. You have to execute better. When you're at home against Arkansas State and you've got a lead, you've got to hold it. Kevin Keatsman joining us. Uh, Kevin Keatsman has issues is the podcast. Of course, a K-State guy, formerly 10 Sports in Kansas City. People know him well. Uh, Kevin Deuce Vaughn, you alluded to him right there. People are saying Darren Sproles 2.0. Are you buying that just yet with Deuce Vaughn, K-State running back? Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess he's a nice little player, but I don't see anybody special in the K-State backfield. I don't see a I certainly don't see a Sunday player or anything like that, okay? Uh, I think they got a couple of nice receiving targets. That Taylor is maybe the biggest receiver K-State's ever had. I think he's about 6'5", mm-hmm. and he can go up and get it, and he had a really nice day. He looks like the kind of guy that when you get down and you need a touchdown and you got third and goal from the six, 
You might be able to throw a fade to him or a jump ball, and he may be able to beat the other guy. There's nothing special at running back for Kansas State. And so much of what Chris Kleiman has done through the years as a coach is have a running game, which sets up his passing game. I think K-State's going to be the other way around. You've got a veteran quarterback. Supposedly the receiving core is better. They're going to have to find a way to get some quick routes and some quick first downs, throwing the ball to loosen up the defense and open up the run. I think they got to do reverse of what Kleiman's done his whole career. Kevin, you mentioned there the Big 12 you don't think uh, is that good. And, hey, they go 0-3 against the Sun Belt. It's hard to argue with you there. But is it fair to make the point that maybe with this year being so bizarre, you know, COVID, everything else, some of these Sun Belt teams have played a week one game prior to last week, that this was a, a perfect storm, a recipe for disaster? Or do you think the Big 12 just really is mediocre after maybe the top two or three teams? Well, I think there's a lot of things in play. And I think that, you know, the other teams having played a game is actually a pretty big deal. Normally it isn't. Normally most teams play the first game of the year they, and nobody's played yet. Um, these are all just lame excuses for the Big 12, okay? Iowa State, Kansas, and Kansas State should be beating Coastal Carolina, Arkansas State, and Louisiana. They just should. So forget that. But I will say this. If they lined up again and played those teams in six weeks, I'll bet all three Big 12 teams would win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you there. I mean, there's no doubt about it that they would win. Uh, they'd win single-handedly. Even KU? You're saying even KU? Yes. Yes. Yes, I think so. I, I just think they'd get to that point. Now, that in and of itself is an indictment on all these coaches and players. You know, and whether – look, I got buddies who, who uh, are donors at K-State, and they sent letters. They were really mad this weekend. They didn't like the BLM logos on the K-State jerseys. And they said, you know, we recognize this as a, a political organization, not a statement. And they've called and said, we're suspending our donations and stuff. These, these schools and these bigger conferences might have been distracted from some of that stuff as well. I mean, there's been a lot going on on the K-State campus. I know that for sure with not just the COVID, but some of the other things. So who knows what, you know, Pete, you've been around college sports your whole life. Kids are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. They get distracted rather easily. Again, to me, that's not an excuse. That's on the coaches. You got to know what you're dealing with. And you got to know that these teams in the Sun Belt are good enough to roll into your place and beat you. And you better take care of everything in the month leading up to that. And clearly these three schools didn't do that. Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo, and now that the Big 12 season is back, that means winning season is back at my bookie. It's such an important partnership for us, and at MyBookie, they've got the promo code you don't want to miss, doubling your first deposit by using the promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, and double your first deposit now and get betting on those BIG12 games. So be sure to sign up now and get your first deposit matched dollar for dollar all the way up to $1,000 at MyBookie with the promo code BIG12, that's BIG12. The season is here. So let's get these bets going. Of course, I released my picks every Friday at heartlandcollegesports.com. And then with our pals at MyBookie, you make the winning a reality. They've also got a super contest, which is picking five NFL games against the spread each week to have a chance at $100,000 guaranteed in cash prizes. So make your picks, win big, collect that cash, use our promo code BIG12, BIG12, and double your first deposit now. It's a no-brainer. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Kevin, you alluded to it there, the the BLM uh, patches that were on the K-State uniforms, uh, arguably the strongest stand of any Big 12 team we watched this past weekend. How much upheaval is that bringing a K-State, and, and how ultimately was that decision made? Well, you know, some people aren't really into politics at all or any of this stuff, and they just want to watch football. But I can say this about the K-State fan base, okay? They're pretty in tune to these things, and they draw a difference between, uh, as 
we've talked about before, the sentiment Black Lives Matter and the political organization Black Lives Matter. And what K-State fans saw when they saw that on the jerseys was the political organization. They didn't see the sentiment because nobody's going to see the sentiment. Everybody's going to think NBA and LeBron James, and we know what that is. That's a voter registration movement. They're talking about opening the new football stadium in Los Angeles to have people come vote. That's what this is about. The Black Lives Matter is about registering people to vote, vote for Democrats. And K-State fans know that, and they didn't like it at all. I don't know that it's going to change anytime this year. I just know that it's a, it's a very uh, contrarian fan base to that sort of thing. They do not want politics, and if they want politics, it better be right of center. That's what I can tell you about K-State fans. Interesting. Now, as, as we go forward here in the Big 12 season, uh, you know, Oklahoma State didn't play. We had three games canceled by COVID this past week. Uh, Baylor also did not play in TCU. As you look at the Big 12 top to bottom, is this still now just OU Texas, maybe Oklahoma State? Are you buying Oklahoma State? I know we haven't seen them play yet. What do you think about the Big 12 hierarchy here, Kevin, as, as we get conference play going next week before one you know minor weekend here this weekend? I do think Oklahoma State is in play because Gundy gets great talent every year. He always has as much, if not more, speed than anybody he plays. And that's on both sides of the ball. He usually has speed in his secondary as well that can cover – your receivers, but they always have offensive weapons just out of control good. And in this particular year, we don't know who's playing week to week. And if you always have speed, if your second team is fast, okay, you got an advantage over a lot of schools. I think, uh, you know, a, a middle pack team, let's say like Kansas State beat Oklahoma last year. K-State was maybe the fourth best team in the Big 12, but they beat Oklahoma. When you line up ones against ones, you have a chance. If you start getting down to second or third team players, the gap between Oklahoma and Texas, in, and I think Oklahoma State, because their talent level as well, their talent level is going to expand over the other opponents the more players that are out for both teams. It's just going to get harder and harder. I promise you there's more speed on the third string at Oklahoma State than there is in Manhattan or Ames or Lawrence. And as we see attrition on these rosters, I think the better teams are actually going to have the advantage. Yeah, that's a great point. Kevin Keatsman is joining us. His podcast, Kevin Keatsman, has issues formerly at 10 Sports Radio in Kansas City. So uh, the college football landscape in general, Kevin, we know that no Pac-12 this year. The Big Ten might be coming back. Uh, how does that affect the Big 12 and making the playoff based on the fact that we've got one slate of non-conference games and it was a total disaster for the conference? Does that hurt OU where if <laughs> OU drops a game, that may hurt their chances of making the playoff? I guess the recommendation would be don't drop a game unless it's to Texas. That's always okay <laughs> to do. Uh, you know what? I think Oklahoma has the name that they're in. If they, you know, if Oklahoma or Texas goes out and goes nine and one, I think they're going to be in. I, I just do. I think either one of them will be in. I think any, any television network would want them in. Oklahoma seems to get in with, you know, lost, I don't know how many times they've lost to K-State and played for the national title. So they do that a lot. And you know, that hasn't ever hurt them. So I do think they will uh, get their shot. I mean, you got to fill the thing up from somewhere and the big 10 and the Pac-12 are out. So that narrows the field a little bit. Now, you just said something there, Kevin, you and I never talked about. That is, you said any TV network would want to have them. Do you believe that the TV networks deep down play a role? I mean, we saw the first year of the playoff, Baylor TCU gets screwed in favor of Ohio State. Do you think the TV networks play a role in this? And if so, how big of a role? I don't think it's outward. I don't think the, you know, the CEO of, of uh, ESPN gets on and says, hey, this is what we want. I don't think it's like that. But I think everybody involved in the process, everybody involved with setting up the rules, Everybody involved with all of this, and you know this because you've been in the media a long time, Pete, we try real hard in the media to not be biased. Or, well, some people in the media try <laughs> not to bring bias to the work every day. But it is impossible because all you are, any human being is a collection of all of their experiences. 
And so we know what all of the old guard people are in college football. They're going to look at Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Alabama differently than they would look at Minnesota, Kansas State, or Missouri. They're just going to look at them differently. And we've seen that over and over and over again through the years in college football. They think they've built a system that kind of eliminates that now, but I don't think you can ever eliminate the human element and the bias that's inherently there. And yes, I do believe that Oklahoma and Texas are the two programs in the Big 12 that inherently gain the advantage. Kevin, when you look back almost 10 years ago now to to the realignment, which I know you were following closely uh, in Kansas City, and you think about Mizzou, you think about Nebraska leaving the conference, with everything that's happened in the college football world here the last few months, Nebraska's not playing football, you know, Mizzou, forget it, they're an afterthought in the SEC. Uh, Pac-12, Colorado's not playing, of course. How much do you think some of these schools regret leaving this conference? Okay, well, you put it up on a tee for me because I don't know if you know my stance from 10 years ago when I was battling with Clay Travis, who was saying the Big 12 is dead, it's over, it will collapse, it will not survive. And I very wisely said the Big 12 isn't going anywhere because when Texas and Oklahoma look around and their option is playing second fiddle in the SEC or the Pac-12, the two of them are going to realize they run their own conference, and that conference is, is basically run by football and those two programs. This conference is going nowhere as long as Oklahoma and Texas are in control and there is no foreseeable future where they're not in control. Everything that's happened was predictable. And I said it 10 years ago, I warned Missouri not to leave. They wanted to go to the big 10 worse than the sec, but they basically just wanted out, which was bizarre. The governor at that time, Jay Nixon, who was a disaster for the state of Missouri and the university of Missouri pushed them out. He basically said, we're leaving, we're going somewhere. We're going to show them. What a huge mistake that's been for Missouri. Terrible mistake for Nebraska. Nebraska had a small man syndrome because they weren't as big as Texas. Nebraska was a bigger deal when this conference started than Oklahoma. Okay, the, the pecking order of this league was Texas, Nebraska, then Oklahoma. And they sat there for 15 years or however long, and being second biggest wasn't good enough for Nebraska. So they went to the Big Ten where they've been a complete non-factor. They have not won a conference title in over 20 years. Colorado didn't really care about athletics, so it didn't matter where they went. And I don't know that they'll ever really care about athletics. But no, everybody that left made the mistake. And for the life of me, I don't know why the Big 12 doesn't add two more schools, figure something out. I would think if you, got, if you put a real charge and a press into Arkansas and Missouri, you could get the two of them back. And I don't know why you wouldn't. You know, the old Southeast or Southwest Conference team in Arkansas, an old Big 12 team in Missouri, you pick up two states that you don't currently have. I don't know why the Big 12 isn't more aggressive in doing something like that. I, I would love that. And that's why when I hear OU fans over the weekend, you know, complain about the Big 12 and say, oh, I can't wait to get out of this conference, I think to what you just said there. You want to go fight at the table, the dinner table with Alabama or Ohio State where you got to do that instead of running your own conference? That just makes no sense to me at all, Kevin. No sense whatsoever. And I'm a bad person. I would not invite Nebraska back. <laughs> I'd, I'd allow Missouri. I just, I'd, I'd allow Missouri a mulligan because their tradition and their history with the opponents here and the Nebraska Oklahoma thing, they weren't playing every year. Anyway, they had a pretty good rivalry with Colorado for a while, but they can certainly play those teams in the non-con. The Kansas Missouri thing is a strong thing in a major metropolitan area in Kansas city. I think it would be really nice. I think Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, the natural fit, all due respect to Razorback fans out there. The SEC hasn't been very good for you either. Yeah. It just hasn't been. It hasn't. It hasn't. Kevin Keatsman, uh, Kevin, I've been mentioning in the podcast and, and, of course, what you've done. Everybody knows you in the Kansas City area, but for those outside of it, uh, how can they get a hold of you? How can they find you? And, and what are you doing right now? 
Well, I just tell people, forget spelling the last name. Go to kkhasissues.com. That's my initials, KK. kkhasissues.com. It's a podcast site. I do sports, politics, and life. It is all right there. So check it out. If you like it, I'd love it if you followed me. It's free. And uh, the website is kkhasissues.com. Kevin, you're the man. Thanks so much for the perspective on the Big 12, K-State. Always appreciate it. And we'll do this again soon. Thanks so much. Thank you, Pete. Thanks again to Kevin Keatsman for being here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. And before you leave, leave us that rating and review. We've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie waiting for you when you send me a screenshot of the rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Really appreciate it, guys. And also mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12. That's BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. Deposit 100 get 100. Easy as that. We'll talk to you guys soon.